G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It is always good on a Tuesday to get a catch-up on breaking news as it's been happening overnight from Israel and the Middle East. And Ron Ross back with us for an update this morning. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Ron, there's quite a significantly controversial story to cover first. Uh, you can fill us in on the details. We'll try and follow you along closely on this, but a religious controversy has re-erupted between the daughter of a Jews for Jesus woman and the Israel Rabbinical Court. Now, there's some sensitivities here around immigration status. How does this story unfold? It's a very, very, as you say, sensitive issue. The Rabbinical Court of Netanya in Israel has ruled to revoke the conversion, that's conversion to Judaism, of a couple from the United States who claimed they'd undergone their conversion 30 years ago. As the case had moved from Netanya to the Rabbinical High Court and then back to Netanya, the judges discovered they had what they called unearthed a movement of Jews for Jesus seeking legitimacy in Israel through dubious conversions in the States. Now, Jews for Jesus is made up of Jews who converted to be Christians and then unite to evangelize their fellow Jews. The plaintiff in this court case was from the United States who petitioned the rabbinical court to confirm her Jewish status saying she was born to parents who had converted to Judaism in America. The Netanya court rejected her request on the grounds that the court that converted her parents was not recognized by the chief rabbinate in Israel. She then appealed to the rabbinical high court, claiming U.S. rabbinical court was in fact orthodox, making it impossible to revoke her Jewish status. The plaintiff must have managed to persuade at least some of the high court judges because the case was returned to the court in Netanya for reconsideration. Now, she hasn't been able to achieve uh, the necessary status and uh, the plaintiff's parents were Baptist ministers who converted to Judaism in 1984 through a court in Tampa, Florida. Uh, they then got married with uh, under a hoopah and uh, made Aliyah, that's moved to Israel, following which the plaintiff was born. This is a major, major, major issue, and uh, it's one where the rabbinical court is beginning to flex its muscles, and uh, uh, we need to be praying for Jews for Jesus, and they're people who are uh, very ardent evangelists, and for the whole relationship between the two. Well, it's one thing to have political controversy, but religious controversy equally as serious and uh, equally as significant. Uh, Ron will keep following that one along. Uh, let's move on to another item from overnight. Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli Prime Minister, he is to meet with Vladimir Putin and all about Syria and keeping Iran away from the Israeli border. 
Yeah, and I heard this morning that uh, Netanyahu and his Israeli counterparts are very concerned that the United States won't take the necessary measures uh, to protect them from uh, an Iranian occupation in Syria. Netanyahu will meet with Putin to maintain close coordination and affirm Israel's strong opposition to an Iranian military presence in Syria near their border. Prime Minister Netanyahu will meet tomorrow with, the, uh, with Putin in Sochi on the Black Sea. The two leaders will discuss the latest developments in the region, including the ceasefire in Syria, which Russia is sponsoring. Israel opposes aspects of the ceasefire because it solidifies Iran's presence on the Israel northern border. And I know this at the moment is a grave concern to the Israeli leadership. Well, alliances are always important. Another one of those that is strengthening Turkey, uh, committing to boost military cooperation with Iran. What's the story there, Ron? Yeah, I think this is one of the reasons the Israelis are concerned. Turkey and Iran have agreed to boost military cooperation after talks in Ankara this week between the Iranian Armed Forces Chief of Staff and Turkish leaders, a president for uh, Tayyip Erdogan has said. Iran's military chief, General Mohammed Bakiri, met Erdogan on a visit Turkish media said was the first to Turkey by an Iranian military chief of staff since the 1979 Islamic Revolution in Iran. Erdogan spokesman Ibrahim Kalin described the visit as fruitful and successful, adding the talks focused on counterterrorism, the battle with Islamic State, and a joint effort by Iran, Turkey and Russia to stem the fighting in parts of Syria. An agreement was reached to hold further high-level visits from now on, Kalin told a news conference. He said a series of activities will also be held to boost military cooperation. We're always interested in the growth of Christianity in Iran, Ron, and there's some new detail that's come out overnight, despite the odds Christianity continuing to grow. And it's described as a massive rise of Christianity in Iran, especially among the young people. And it continues despite the Islamic government's effort to suppress the faith. Even Islamic leaders admitted that more and more young people are choosing to follow Jesus. According to Mohabat News, which reports on the persecution and state of Christianity in Iran, the exponential rate of Christian growth has been a factor for the last few decades. Now even leading Islamic seminary officials, such as Ayatollah Alabi Bayedi, have pointed to accurate reports indicating that the youth are becoming Christians and attending house churches. Now, we know uh, what a difficult life they live, uh, but that's an amazing evidence of the faithfulness of the Lord. Ron, let's turn our attention to the peace process that is underway in some sense in the Middle East. Arab foreign ministers are welcoming American efforts for Mideast peace talks. Yeah, at a time when Mohammed Abbas is uh, having all sorts of pot shots at the Trump administration, Palestinian, Egyptian and Jordanian foreign ministers said they were anticipating renewed efforts by the United States 
to jumpstart Israel-Palestinian negotiations ahead of a visit to the region by advisers to President Donald Trump, Jerud Kushner and Jason Greenblatt. The minister said in a joint statement from a meeting in Cairo that they appreciated the American role to achieve peace between the Israelis and Palestinians. They added that they look forward to the United States administration intensifying its efforts in the coming uh, weeks. Last week, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said he looked forward to the visit. Along with Kushner and Greenblatt, Trump will also be sending Deputy National Security Advisor for Strategy, Dinah Powell, to the region to take advantage of what he calls an opportunity to advance the peace efforts. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. And, Ron, a positive story uh, to top off our conversation today, a medical first out of Israel where an Israeli man has had lab-created bone tissue injected into his injured arm. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Medical history was made at Emek Medical Centre in Athula this week when semi-liquid live human bone tissue grown in a laboratory from a 40-year-old patient's own fat cells, was translated into his arm by injection. The patient had suffered a significant bone loss in his arm as a result of a car accident and previously underwent several unsuccessful surgeries. The procedure was part of an early-stage clinical trial of a revolutionary tissue engineering technology developed by Bonus Bio Group of Haifa. A hospital spokesman said that it's too early to report results in the case. In December 2016, Bonus Bio Group announced successful results of an early-stage clinical trial on 11 patients in which bone tissue grown from a small sample of each patient's own fat cells was injected into their jaws to repair bone loss. Miracles continue to flow. Always good to hear of significant breakthroughs like that. Ron Ross, thank you so much for another great update on that news that has been breaking overnight out of Israel and the Middle East. Thanks so much for being with us again, Ron. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.